0: This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Yield App, Nexo, and Kava Labs. You'll hear more about them later on in this episode. All right, all right, all right. What is up, everyone? I am Charlie Shrem, and you are watching and listening a special edition of Untold Stories today because Nexo has turned three years old today. Happy birthday, Nexo. And and we're so excited to have again uh, uh, an amazing guest, Anthony Trenchev. Uh, Tony, thank you so much. You're the founder and CEO of Nexo, one of the largest crypto lenders uh, in the space. Not only that, but a whole suite of ser- It's a whole suite of of products and services from lending, borrowing, staking, everything, exchanging. What you guys have offered, we've had you um, on a few times, and I'm happy to have you back. Not only to celebrate the birthday, but and talk about why it's so important that a company's been around three years, but kind of getting into some some really good macro. Uh, what's going on in the macro world today? Getting into a little bit more about Nexo. So, um, and I and I have to say, like, there aren't many CEOs who are willing to continuously come on the show and using it to upgrade, update their community and things like that. So, so kudos off to you, and and happy birthday. Well, not to you, but oh. to the company. But it's your birthday yeah. too.
1: Thank you so much. It's a birthday for the entire team, for the company, for our clients, the investors. It's just like an amazing day throughout, and you look at a few mirrors in the rear view and there are quite a few accomplishments we're proud of so really glad to be on today and you know touch upon some of the more exciting things that happened in the past three years and what lies ahead
0: you know it's not only that but you're making you i feel like you're you're you guys are you're you're bulgarian and i feel like uh coming from a, a smaller country you probably make you know your friends and your family are very proud. It's like the same thing. I think Robinhood's founder is Bulgarian too. So it's like you know I hear all the time from my Bulgarian friends that like you know oh they're excited that that the Robinhood
1: founder is is Bulgarian. So
0: like that must mean a lot to you as well.
1: Well, it does. It's uh, I mean I am proud of my heritage. I'm proud that uh, the vast majority of the team is Bulgarian and we are having significant uh, operations out of Bulgaria because uh, you know it. it, it... The business thing is one thing, but if you, in as you mentioned, in a smaller country, like when you set an example, like Estonia had Skype, you know, Sweden had a bunch of different uh, uh, fintech and uh, all types Finland, of startups here, right? Finland, exactly. Like this type of successes, they make a change on its own because, like, uh, we are used to not be relying on the politicians having our back and doing anything useful for us, so. Uh, with with the other founders and particularly with Costa, who is very big on the topic. He's by the way, the original idea of Nexo uh, uh, is to be uh, attributed to him. And uh, we're very big on precisely this changing the environment that we work with by staying outside of politics, but setting the an example with how you can uh, you know better the circumstances of, of a large number of people just by being successful and setting, uh, an environment like that.
0: You've what, what you and and your industry and you guys are industry leaders, but what the, what, uh, what you guys do and what your industry does, people don't realize how important it is because if the infrastructure of being able to borrow against, be able to stake, be able to earn yield and be able to to do liquidity, be able to like spread liquidity around a lot of people to, to, to be able to manage their treasury and companies it would have potentially prevented the 2017 big burst because that was a big cascade of domino Ethereum selling after all these major ICOs. Like, How do you see that differently now? How do you see companies and people managing their crypto portfolio different now than when you started the company three years ago?
1: Well, when we started out three years ago, there wasn't any meaningful way by which you could borrow against your assets. So if you were uh, in a need of liquidity, only thing for you was to sell, and you know, selling uh, <laughs> uh, induced the market more so. selling yeah. on the market. Yeah, a lot of pressure. But I remember, like uh, you know, we sold some of the Ethereum that we uh, w- that, that we received from the token sale, and I remember like putting in a, a, a market order for 800 Ethereum or something like that on Kraken or what was it, mm. and, and, and Ethereum was trading like. Uh, uh, like a thousand dollars, and so it's a st- substantial order, and the market just absorbed it right away. It was that much liquidity, and that's pre-wash trading, you know, oh yeah. market makers. So the liquidity was really there because everybody was excited. Now the thing with liquidity is that it dries up precisely when you need it. So the way uh, it is different today is that uh, you have, you know, a whole suite of different products which allow you to borrow uh, uh, against your assets rather than sell it, what Silicon Valley and Wall Street have been doing for the best part of the past 30 years, if not forever, uh, you know, wealthy people in general. And, you know, with the Biden administration talking about taxing the rich, uh, you know, wealth tax, uh, whatever, luxury taxation uh, is, is going to be. You know from a selfish point of view I'm not that bad for an exo because even though no, it's gonna be great people- for you <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, but you know more people will come to realize that and they have been doing it this is a larger trend I remember like explaining it in 2018 and people were like yeah it's interesting but they didn't really grasp the implications and now uh you know uh, like organically they were uh, forced to focus on that so right. it's definitely much different than what it used to be
0: No, you bring up that Biden administration new tax thing where like the capital gains tax. And that's one of the reasons why like people are, are scared of, of a potential, like the only bear market potentialities is something like a crazy, you know, tax on crypto gains or something. But looking at that capital gains tax, a lot of people think, and I thought too, that the tax system here was based on like how much you earn. So when you're earning money, you're paying taxes on that. Right. And then and then, so it doesn't matter if you're borrow, if you're, if you're not selling because you're, you're making, you know, when you're earning this money, but it doesn't work that way. So you c- most people are, are going to be setting up that their tax strategy in a way where if they're earning a million dollars in income over the year, and then, uh, that income comes in and you know, you're a business, you're a sole proprietor, you run a limited liability. And I'm, you know, I run this business untold stories is a you know, a business or whatever, if you're a painter, if you're a business or whatever you do, you're a crypto guy and you earn a million dollars, but you do it, you know, this is not tax advice, of course, you don't, your tax strategy can be set up where you're not paying taxes on that million dollars until you actually need to spend that money. That's yep. how the American tax system is built. So I, I will see everyone depositing that million dollars in something like Nexo and borrowing against it and only withdrawing as they need it. But then that interest is a, it, that in, the, the interest is a, is a write-off towards your tax yeah, bill. And the, exactly. so it actually it's very simple to uh, amend your tax strategy. I would argue that the new Biden tax plan is going to push more money into crypto because people are going to look at, whoa, what are assets that I can quickly collateralize and then liquefy and borrow against without a credit score?
1: Fucking crypto. Right. Nothing else. Absolutely. And we have them deployed a single lobbyist <laughs> to to work on this leg- legislation it's just you know everything is lining up in the favor of crypto in general and uh, by extension to nexo it's funny
0: so what what is like you know three years down the road what is nexo now a lot of people you know are asked sometimes uh, about licenses and about you know team pictures on their website yeah. um what what are you what are you uh, 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 what's the update on everything as it is right now?
1: Right. Well, we are starting an initiative uh, in the large due by popular demand from the community. We are one of those companies that are trying to listen to our community and adapt accordingly. And what they view as important, we view as important. And transparency is something that uh, you know has been brought up. Um, and I always say this: is not that we are like per se intransparent people. It's just like we feel that interests of the business are better protect predict, uh, protected. Uh, that by not necessarily revealing absolutely everything to absolutely everyone who might take an interest, because I am the person who deals with legal and sure. compliance as a managing partner, and uh, you know I know what it takes to uh, have been asked by the regulator. What are these 15 letters by? Unhappy people that we received last month, and can you quickly please explain that? And it's just like, quite frankly, I would depose, uh, uh, use my energy and deploy it in something creative and something you know uh, that fosters and brings us to the next level rather than explain myself to why a disgruntled uh, client you know who probably didn't was over leveraged, quite frankly. It's a, a tightrope, uh, yeah. you have to walk a tight rope, yeah, right. But the thing is, we are listening and we are starting an transparency initiative, which will go in a couple of directions. First of all, I started doing this uh, Ask Me Anything sessions uh, at least once a month. Uh, this has helped a lot. We are going to have a dedicated section on the Nexo website where we'll list like every single license that we have, and also oh, the cool. pending no ones. No one does that. That's really that's a really big. I, I know why they're not doing it yeah. because it creates all the more trouble. We well, we'll probably have to hire ten more people with legal just dealing with. Remind uh, me to tell aftermath. you a story
0: after yeah. you
1: finish. Sure, uh, and then uh, you know we have like listed the licenses in California, uh, how we're compliant in Switzerland, what we're doing for. The great uh, state of i don't know texas or oregon or florida where you base so we're going to update on that transparency uh front there's something we're going to announce very soon which is going to put a lot of people at ease about nexo and you know create even more trust in the blockchain space i'm not gonna quite say what it is but I'm gonna say that Kraken did something similar in 2014, 15. Yeah. So if you're catch- catching my drift, you'll know what it is. But I'm not, uh, you know, sure. uh, uh, announcing more than that. But yeah, we're working on that. So and you know, just having the team on the website, it's like we are hiring 20 people uh a, a month so i you know the graphic designers they have to yeah. be updating the, the website <laughs> almost daily
0: DeFi, DeFi, defi you keep hearing me talk about it and we know at the same time that the stock market is at record highs but the economy is broken in recession government debt is off the charts they're printing trillions of dollars We need a new financial system, and I've been talking about it. We've all been talking about it, decentralized finance. We know that, too. We know that there's like $40 billion in value sitting in all these DeFi protocols, and it's barely a year Old. It's new decentralized finance and it's brilliant and it works. And there's a lot of money to be made in things like yield farming, being able to provide liquidity, but a lot of them are high risk. There's scams and rug pulls that are so common to investors. We don't want to repeat what happened a few years ago in the crypto space. But what if there was a way to access those DeFi yields? in a safe and transparent way? Well, I have the CEO, Tim Frost of Yield.app, my newest sponsor on the show. Listen to that show and check out Yield.app because here you have this team that is constantly filtering through all these DeFi investments. They're consolidating your gas fees and they're only investing in a select few that generate more than 20%. But their risk is not, they're not just investing in these tokens and waiting for them to do well. They're also providing liquidity. They're doing yield farming. All these low risk high investment to make the uh, infrastructure more efficient and better so not only you're investing and making money but you're also helping to grow this ecosystem make sure you check them out at yield.app that's yield.app and listen to the untold stories with tim frost the ceo hey guys it's charlie and remember that time we interviewed anthony trenchev from nexo finance well they are on a roll Right now, offering 5.9% APR on your crypto credit. You'll be able to borrow at less than 6% on some of your crypto. They got a savings account that's offering 12% interest a year. And now they have an integrated exchange so you can trade between all your cryptos without ever leaving their integrated wallet. It's so amazing. Make sure you check it out at Nexo.io and start earning interest. Start managing your assets because crypto banking just got real with Nexo. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) I love Nexo. It's such a great company. Our partners over at Kava Labs and Binance just launched something really cool and awesome new integration where you can earn 10% APY on your hard stable coins using the Binance DeFi platform. This is actually pretty cool because Kava Labs has been doing DeFi but actually in a decentralized way offering governance for their token holders and not only with their stable coins but their lending products all their different the ability to stake and vote and earn different yields and liquidity mining so not only is kava labs doing that but partnering with binance gives it that awesome like full trailblazing go ahead to offer these really really good yields with an amazing partner binance and kava labs together check them out at untoldstories.link forward slash kava that's dot link forward slash kava there's always some specials and crazy stuff going on enjoy if i started working at a crypto company now i'd i'd ask to not have my face on the website because what happens to some of my friends is that the yeah. police will call up and do like fake like, oh there's a hostage at this person's house it happened really? to jameson lop Yeah, swatting it's oh. called they say oh there's a hostage and the police come to the house not only that people don't realize up until 2016 uh if you wanted to wire money to a Bitcoin exchange, even Bitfinex, they wouldn't publish their wire transfer information on their website. You would have to apply to ask to, to wire money in because as soon as a wire, the bank became public, everyone would attack that bank. There is a quiet regulatory war going on yeah, to, against the infrastructure in our industry. Your company's it's got every Bitcoin better, exchange. Dude, it's the same. Remember, they went after, they went after correspondent banking two years ago. Yeah. They tried to shut off all banking to all crypto companies in one swoop, like a year or two ago yeah. by shutting off Bitfinex correspondent. Like there is a constant battle. People don't think it's like, yeah, it's not just happy, go lucky folks yeah, like yeah. you are, you're waking up every morning and you're just like, ah, oh, I have to deal with like the regulators and the stuff <laughs> today. Thank you for absolutely. doing God's work. Cause I never yeah, want to do it again.
1: No, but the thing is like we have from a uh, security perspective, like we have multi-signature. So I don't, necessarily worry about anyone kidnapping me i'll be useless (laughs) unless they kidnap all for like pissing
0: (laughs) people off right but yeah Yeah.
1: you know i'm here i'm not hiding anywhere i'm on bloomberg i'm on cnbc i'm on untold stories every now and then you wear makeup
0: on bloomberg sorry do you wear
1: makeup i i have had problematic skin since a teenager so yes i do wear a little bit of makeup even now And it doesn't have to do anything with vanity. It's just like with Nexo, we're perfectionists. And I want, like, the way I choose my wording very carefully and precisely, I want to, you know, uh, put Nexo in the best light possible. That's why I put makeup on.
0: Oh, you actually reminded me of a, there's a guy. So I want to give a special shout out to Dr. Adam Shiner. Thank you, Doc, because he's a skin doctor here in Tampa. And he's been helping me and my mom too and everyone. Uh, And he takes crypto. And I helped him out because he had some money stuck at Binance and yeah. he came and he gave like, I almost got a lip injection for free, but I like chickened <laughs> out last minute. But thank you, dog. You're awesome. Um, I might I, visit
1: him when we come to the, 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 the Bitcoin thing in Miami. So.
0: Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Right. I can't wait for that. So Bitcoin Miami is going to be lit uh, uh, in June. Oh, 15% discount. If anyone uses the coupon code untold for Bitcoin, for, uh, Bitcoin Miami conference in June. Um, I'm excited to be there and everyone will be there. Um, and
1: we'll finally meet in person, you know. Can't we've wait. been having a virtual re- relationship for over a year now.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait. I'd love to host you sure. for brunch. We're doing like, a, like an after conference brunch on a Sunday. So we'd love to have you. And
1: say no to that. i would be so to that.
0: So tell me more about, like, you know, you wake up and it's, it's day 100. So like yeah. three years ago plus 100 days, and now you're around day 1,000. Like, I don't know, three years times three, 365 times three, I'm bad at math. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> I bet you one of my podcaster listeners is like, Shrem, you don't know three three 365 times three? Well, it's close enough. Uh, 1,095
1: days. So you're at day 1,000. That's, that's how you're holding on to your crypto. You don't calculate it in dollars. No, you don't calculate that's it. That's why you're <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm being bad For at Day
0: 1,000, yeah. roughly. Uh, how have things changed?
1: Well, I wake up and I don't worry about compliance and banking partners because crypto is omnipotent. It's everywhere. It's, you know, percolated through every sphere of life. So we don't even say uh, crypto anymore, much like we don't say the internet anymore. It's just like everybody knows it's part of an integral part of the system. So I wake up and I can focus on productive business things and we you know we, it's like we don't have to worry about banking partners and licensing because all of that has been cleared and we over can, the years yeah over the years and you know uh, we uh, have a banking license by then definitely so we are offering like an even wider range of different uh, products for our clients uh, across the globe and it is like we are focusing on making the the the, the, the the customer experience even better like you know Apple style where it's three clicks and, and you have accomplished precisely uh, what you set out to do you know and people are saying about next it just simply works not that it doesn't work right now but yeah. obviously there's some aspects in friction uh, when when you have to touch the real economy and you know fiat currencies and whatnot. Uh, so that has been cleared out and, you know, we're having our eyes on how to go to the next level.
0: The, the And, you know, talking about next level, the, the there are very few companies, if not like any that I can think of, uh, that distribute dividends to token holders. There are uh, a few crypto projects that do it. It's being done more on chain now. There some NFTs. You see it through like artist royalties. You see dividends. What like liquidity mining on certain projects offering staking percentages and yields? And we can get into that. But you actually offer like like 30% uh of uh of, of our of your profits in, in dividends. Uh and you guys have been doing that and and everyone's been very happy. Um
1: do you Especially see Especially if they held down to their nexo, which has like 10X Oh, it's
0: crazy appreciated. <laughs> right. But the the question that I have is do you see that further being done on chain? Do you see like Cause your business makes pro like you it's a real business. There are there, you have products, you have revenue, multiple revenue streams. So you'd look at your token as a prime example of like one that would distribute dividends. Would it, would doing it on chain be easier for your accounting purposes? You think down the road companies that offer dividends like this, using a token mechanism would do it all on a blockchain. Like where what's the future of that?
1: Well, I definitely think we are headed that way. First of all, it creates less friction. Uh, Second of all, it is auditable, so you can be held to accountability of what exactly you have done. So I think we're headed there. Uh, It's going to take probably longer than crypto fans like ourselves want it. You know, revolutions, uh, they they, they take longer than expected. So uh, that will be my estimate. But, uh, you know, with regards with uh, the next dividend, Uh, We have been very happy to be paying it out. You know, people are always, okay, they always want more. It's the nature of, of, uh, that's human nature. And actually what drives us forward, like, you know, as soon as you you capture one castle and you're starting to look for the next one, is what drives us forward And ultimately. But I think that uh, what we have um, envisioned right now, the the governance element to the Nexo token is going to be great as well because it's going to you know, for instance, like a lot of people say, I'm happy with dividends. A lot of people are saying, I would much rather uh, get interest paid out daily as on Bitcoin index when I would prefer that to a dividend. So, you know, it's very difficult for entrepreneurs to know exactly what uh, their customer base wants, because it's usually the loudest people and you get a sense that uh, this is what everybody wants. But Quite often, there is a silent majority who will not tell you what they want, sure. uh, or if they're, you know, unsatisfied, they'll just go somewhere else, or you know, a quiet protest, and you got, have to proactively ask them. So I think when you ask me about the future, I think this is the future. It's going to be the blockchain technology that is going to help us uh, better estimate, predict, and react to what the customers and the investors want, which That's I think so is so awesome. important.
0: Which what, Uh, which is awesome. It's really important. Um, you talk about that and you you said what I was going to say, but anyone who started a, a business or two or three or four knows that it comes a time that you're running your company and you just don't really know what you're doing or why you're doing it. You don't know what your customers want. You, you lose, you know, when you start a business and you build a product or a service, in the beginning you build it cuz you know exactly what you or the customer would want you're building a, a product or a service for a demand that's there but over time as it gets bigger more successful you lose sight of that and you don't not you but most companies don't know who their actual customer is and it's the reason that loyalty you know loyalty uh points and you know 20 30 years ago started to crop up to have better engagement with with the customer but now you're saying like instead of focusing on the loud people on Twitter or like the three or four people, because you allow, you can do governance. If you were to do a vote like, hey, do you want percentage of profits or a flat-based percentage yield on the token? You could theoretically put that out to the governance of the token holders. And I bet you the answer will be different. The vote will be different than what the vocal minority wants on Twitter.
1: I uh, you put it so precise and so eloquently. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I see it exactly like that. So, uh, you know, we are working on the governance proposals just to make sure that the, the way they're structured and put out to vote, we can then actually implement them. Worst thing, having a governance vote which decides something, and then you know, the dev team, the engineers yeah. say there's gonna take 12 months to implement and it's going to be a total disaster. So, uh, we are quietly testing that and once that gets going we will be uh, putting so a whole cool. bunch of exciting things to to vote and who will we'll, next to will be precisely what the people want it to be
0: maybe the first true true people's companies but that you know that you can't really say that now it's, it's communism is still a fear maybe a few more, <laughs> more decades you can you can say that
1: yeah well going back to my background you know growing up I'm not really growing, but but being born in a communist uh, country, sure. I know what it's all about. So, <laughs> and I was going to say, you're you're uh, a former a member
0: of agree. parliament yourself, so you understand yeah. what it's like to have like a fine tooth comb always looking at your life every second of the day, because you know yeah. that's what happens when you when you're in government. Um, you know, speaking of government, when 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 the when the United States government attacked, uh. Ripple and XRP a few weeks ago, or I think it was like a month or two ago. Um, everyone was talking about it, but they weren't really talking about to me, what was so important about that. And to me, the United States sent a message basically saying you can be as decentralized as you want, but all we need to do is fire one shot at this company, at this head office of Ripple, which is your fourth largest, you know, they obviously went for the lowest hanging fruit right there.
1: But then that's what yeah enforcement yeah, agencies but then, exactly.
0: Doing. But then the but then the crypto companies, a lot of crypto companies because now they're regulated and they have banking relationships decided to pause if some of if not suspend XRP altogether. Some have added it back, but I think that was wasn't really talked about as much it's like how the crypto industry reacted to that from our gut reaction. Maybe instead right. of having a gut reaction, the industry should have put out a message together like or maybe like delisting or listing I don't know I I don't I can't I don't sit in your chair
1: so I don't know but but how do you tell me about that morning right well it, it really is very complex it's one thing you want to do as an entrepreneur it's another thing that your clients and investors want to do And then the legal team that we and the law firms that we work with in the United States, they usually have a a third view and it has to be the predominant view because it jeopardizes, could potentially jeopardize everything. Uh, Now, and it adds to that, to this mix, the fact that quite frankly, the SEC has been quite inconsistent in their approach of what is a security, what is not a security. And there has to be very little forward guidance. Uh, hopefully, that will change now that we have a uh, chairman. Uh, you know, in uh, in in, yeah. in, uh, um, in in the person uh, G- Gary Gensler. This is a person who has actually taught courses in in university on blockchains. He knows what all, this. That's is. That's really on.
0: all you can ask for. The person right. who's in the position. Just, I want them to be as knowledgeable as me. I want clarity.
1: That's all I want. I can work with everything. I just want clarity. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't the best thing to, uh, wake up to, but ultimately we have to do what, uh, you know, our legal counsel and our law firms advised us to do. And it is what we've done. We, uh, temporarily put on hold only the repay function for XRP. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay.
1: And, uh, Taking out new loans, so you could put in more collateral. You could repay your loan. You can withdraw, uh, not not repay your loan, but you could withdraw your XRP, transfer, uh, uh, exchange it for Bitcoin, and then pay it off with Bitcoin. So, so I do not know. I don't know risk? what the commotion was uh, was all about, and why we got attacked from some of the people of the community. I have nothing against Ripple. I have nothing against XRP. But it's just uh, you know what we were advised to do, and there were some upheaval. And you know, if they're going people that are going to make it their life's mission to uh, defame Nexo, and, sure. you know, uh, do anything to the detriment of the company, we're going to take all legal uh, legal action to protect ourselves, the company, and by extensions the client and uh, the investors. It's the most natural thing to do. I'm sure, like the S P five hundred companies, they you know, are de- doing this in court, uh, both on the defense, on the off- offense, all the time. So, just another uh, sign that we are on the right track here, growing as a company. Why uh, would they
0: give you? Why have- would they give you crap if you took risk? You took when you did that. You as a company took on risk on behalf of your customer because what you did was say, "Hey, yeah, liquidity is dead on XRP. All exchanges canceled it today." But what we're gonna still let you do is add more collateral with this potentially dead asset. Yeah. So you you put yourself in a position on behalf yeah, of your to customer. To some extent. Yeah. What, we have. Why would anyone give you shit about that? That's I amazing. Thank you for doing I that. Don't know. Now, if you if you didn't allow people to like add more collateral, that would be a different story. Well, not still not bad, but a different story. But hey, like it's you're not letting people take out new loans. That's very like morally important because here's a dead asset, potentially dead asset, now it's not. But during that day, people thought XRP was dead. But you still let people, to prevent them from getting like liquidated, you allow them to add more, like kudos to
1: you. That's a big deal. I, I think so as well. And like, we try to be as flexible as legally possible. And you know, oh, I like that term uh, flexible as legally possible. I'm going to tell my trainer <laughs> that in the gym. you know, we have coined some nice terms here. This is one of them. Last time we came up with taking over the world in a compliant manner, yeah. so I you don't know, organically, we're hitting here. Uh, but you know, I was told by somebody who uh, had worked at the SEC that uh, the SEC was particularly pissed off uh, at Ripple. I don't know if it's true, this is a mm. story that. This person told me, and he's a lawyer, very good lawyer. Uh, Apparently, like um, Ripple, somehow the SEC got their hands on two legal opinions by reputable uh, law firms that said, uh, well, the way you are developing the token, the SEC might judge this to be a security. And they went uh, went ahead uh, ahead with... uh, the way uh, they did, despite these legal letters. And that's why they put like a target on their back. I don't know if it's true, but I thought it's an interesting story to share for Untold Stories.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. I believe it. I believe it. It's usually something like that happens. So, so anyways, but I mean, I'm just, um, it's so nice to see like the, the crypto community growing as a whole and the industry growing. It's nice to celebrate uh, companies that are, uh, around for, for all this time. Um, there are like one or two more questions that, um, to, while I have you to clarify some things up, but the overall industry, what, when, when, when people are talking about like when, when, when I keep money at Nexo or, or anywhere, and then these companies have insurance, what does that actually mean? How, what are the t- different type of like insurances and, and how do they work and what's, what's the point of them? And then, what's what does Nexo look like?
1: Right, uh, we have as of today um, 375 million dollars of insurance on Custodial assets, which means like the the assets at Nexo that uh, yeah. you know the the the, the wallets that uh, people will be depositing to, uh, and this means that this is protected pred- predominantly against cyber attacks, cyber theft, you know just uh, the, vo- the potential vulnerabilities of our security uh, and the custodians that we work with. And it's a great thing to have because, uh, you know, the more complex the software is, the more prone it is to bugs, loopholes, something you oversaw. And this is another great thing about the blockchain space is because of the irreversibility of transactions, at least like in Bitcoin, Ethereum and uh you know the the harder assets uh we are getting stress tested on a on a daily basis because it's i remember this yeah. uh the, the, this uh instance like where deutsche bank they sent a client of them like 500 million by mistake and the, as soon as they realized it they just took it out of his account and you know what's going to happen if you write 500 million yeah. If you wire me five hundred million of BTC, that's will perhaps be the last time we speak. Yeah. Just kidding here, but it's irreversible. I only have to, I have to give it back in good faith. So it means that the uh, illicit actors, the bad actors of this world, they're looking at companies as uh, such as ours constantly for exploits and the fact that uh, you know I can give you a track record of three year of zero uh, exploit, uh, exploit exploitations. Uh, tells you something about a system, and our system in a way that it has been stress tested that no other bank or financial institution or company has been. Obviously, like you know, the Coinbase's, the Binance's, all of us are in this together, and we are being stress tested on a daily basis. So I would argue that it is actually much safer because you know people say, okay, you have a couple hundred million, but you have like billions uh, on in dollars on their assets. Okay, so how? how protected are is your money at your FDIC insured bank it's up to $250,000 yeah, you're lucky it's... to be above that you're just like totally unsecured how protected were uh the depositors of Lehman Brothers like okay you have more I
0: protection mean, keep holding money in a stable coin than you do in a bank account legally because like I would said, argue like, for that as well 250k you know? Where you yeah. keep a million USDT or USDC, you know USDC, you have three banks issue that you have better legal ramifications going. You know if that money disappears, than you do with your local. small little bank. But I mean, my my belief of the future is that yeah. companies like Nexo, uh, then you have will that have revenue streams that have governance and users will end up potentially becoming issuing their own currencies through private public partnerships. So like governments will come to, to companies and say, Hey, issue your stablecoin, and we'll like kosher it. And we'll like, yeah. you know, see how it looks on a test bed, but that's how you're going to see digital, you know, stable coins that are, that are like blessed by, by governments because they're going to be issued by companies such as yourself. And that's, that's how I see the future. You're de facto, like you said, eventually with, with, with banking licenses and, and, a, and a credit card and debit card being able to offer all functions of banking within a crypto app, there's no need to ever you know, access the traditional banking. I would network. have
1: thought that you know the regulators and the politicians would have nodded in agreement to what you just said. And I thought this is what they're going to do with Libra or sure. uh, I don't know what they, they changed it to, but uh, Facebook's uh, uh, stable coin. And I was surprised to find out that Apparently, this project had been not been <laughs> run by any sort of uh, political body, and they didn't have the backing. I was quite surprised. I thought that when you're a company as big and you have as ambitions uh, yeah. plans as they did, and the uh, for the, the client base of close to four billion, they just went ahead without, uh, you know, getting a nod of approval at least. But uh, You know, so just imagine
0: those conversations like Facebook going to MasterCard, like, hey, we're gonna do this. Are you on board? It's like, won't the government get pissed off? Yeah, we're gonna take care of it. All right, we're on board. Hey, Visa, you on board? Like, just going to every company. And then, and then on day one, the the government didn't like Libra. And then, like, 10 of the first companies dropped out of the association.
1: It was funny, but then they're back. I have this conspiracy theory that some of the people that joined only joined to leave in. in, oh, in protest, yeah, in protest and discuss, like, okay, we're totally a part of what's happened over here. Look, <laughs> that's my we're, personal we're in,
0: theory. We're in a, a stage of life now where governments around the world are feeling threatened, and governments are feeling that for the past 30, 40 years, they never had to prove to the citizens their existence. They never had to say, Well, some countries do, you see, like, uprisings and stuff like that, but the uprisings. Have been happening a lot more, and the revolutions. You know, you look at things like the Arab Spring, but that was just the beginning. You're gonna see it a lot more. Uh, you know, what's happening in my view is that these governments are saying, "Shit, like we're not in control of our monetary policy. We're screwing up. People are getting pissed off." And that was typically okay because they had nowhere else to go, but now they have somewhere else to go. And when you when you back government into a corner, it's a scary thing. The, and the thing is, most people that work for government are great people. My friends all work in government here. It's like civil servants. It's an amazing thing. When you decide to work for society, it's an amazing thing. Uh, you yourself were in government. So like, that's not a negative thing. It's more of like when, when, when you create like hostility, that's what I fear. It's like the whole girl gold versus Bitcoin debate is a great example. That was never created by Bitcoiners that was created by gold people. Who are starting to feel backed into a corner and their existence being jeopardized? So they created the gold versus Bitcoin debate. I love gold. I love Bitcoin. You don't. You, no reason to have a one or the other.
1: Yeah. Well, apart maybe from grayscale, with who had the yeah drop they did those gold t- campaigns. T- <laughs> so yeah, it's always Barry a. Barry Silbert's laughing. Yeah. 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 Uh, But no, I totally totally understand where you're coming from. It it, it truly is like that. And, uh, you know, Sun Tzu, the art of war, it says, like, don't put your enemies back uh, to the wall because, like, the the only thing they can do from there on is, you know, just fight back. So uh, we don't want to be doing that with government because they still have uh <laughs> some sway a lot of resources of identity, yeah a lot of resources you know? And at the end of the I mean,
0: day we live in a society. you know you live in a yeah. society. do you want to live somewhere where you're just fighting society all
1: day or do you want to live at peace, harmony and right. joy? But the thing is like you know crypto and Bitcoin it was born out of the helplessness of how the financial crisis was dealt with and uh, this has actually accelerated you know I have been on my personal account, uh, uh nonetheless, uh, I have been trying to short the S&P 500 or tried until I learned my lesson like for seven years and it kept on rising because like every problem imaginable, what is the government solution? They yeah. just throw more money at it. And like in notional, in nominal terms, it keeps on growing. What's the purchasing power? Like right now we have probably between six and 10 trillion yeah. more dollars. Competing with the existing dollars that we had a year ago, it is natural for something like Bitcoin and crypto to be taking off the way it did. It is uh know, no, but it's like the people, I don't want to say the peoples because it sounds a little lefty, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, uh, the, the 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 criticals people way to figure out Answers to the questions that, quite frankly, the government doesn't have answers to, and how do we deal with all of that? Well, we are found a way, and hopefully, we'll be able to continue developing tools and, you know, convince the government it's better for this to implement in, you know, the the, the real sector in uh, in banking and finance, and something positive comes out of it.
0: Tony Trenchov, the founder and in- CEO of Nexo, happy birthday three years! Thank you for coming on the show today. And I just want to point out to everyone, um, Nexo offers, simply put, the best, the best and uh, rates in the industry. If you're looking to to borrow against your crypto, if you're you know on on, on tons of different assets, if you're looking to be able to to earn yield on your crypto, uh, high, very high percentage rates. If you're looking to be able to just have a, of a place to keep your crypto and hold and hold it too, there's there's a a, a definitely a place for having you know controlling your keys not your keys not your crypto cold storage is important but at the same time keeping uh your money and having it work for you is the point of financial independence and self-sovereignty so i'm a big fan of it tony thank you so much for coming on the show today happy birthday and and i'll see you in miami in a few weeks
1: thank you charlie looking forward to that